You know our slogan around here is better practice, better life. But we're taking this belief to the next level. And we've recently announced the creation of a new association. It's called the Best Practices Association. Our association celebrates the mindset that is better practice, better life. This mindset celebrates time, healthy living, personal growth, clinical excellence, and impacting the lives of your patients and your team through intentional leadership. In fact, we are the work-life balance experts in dentistry. The BPA will coach independent dental practices like yours to thrive by sharing best practices and operational habits, behaviors, systems, tools, and insight that lead to profitability and sustained growth, and you can still have a life. So if you're a dentist that wants to surround yourself with great thinkers, let us help you create your own version of Better Practice, Better Life. Go to actdental.com forward slash BPA or hit the link in the show notes. Yo, yo, yo. Hey guys, welcome back to another awesome edition of the Best Practices Show podcast. You ever thought to yourself, I got to write an ad. I'm looking for a new team member. I need some tips. What tips would you give me? for writing a hiring ad that stands out. Today, we give you three solid tips that will make your ads stand out in a way that you find the right team members for your practice. With Miranda Beeson, make sure you guys listen to this. It's an awesome episode. I know you'll enjoy it, and we'll see you soon. guys, welcome back to the Best Practices Show. And you know the jam here. Our job is to bring great coaches, great thinkers, great leaders in dentistry to help you create a better practice and a better life. And today we're going to talk about the hiring challenges that you may or may not have. Most of you have them though. And today we're going to be talking about three tips for writing a hiring ad that stands out with one of our most amazing coaches ever, Miranda Beeson. Miranda, thanks for being on. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me back. I love coming to the podcast. Yeah. Well, you keep bringing it to the podcast. And so she always gives me these notes and I love them because we're going to stay on track today and uh, go down this path. Now, I I want to start a little different place. We've had you introduce yourself many times on here, but this hiring thing, it's anyone's guess how long it's going to go on, but it's it's everywhere. Don't you think the hiring challenge? Can you speak to the problem right now in dentistry? Oh, absolutely. And it's not just in dentistry, it's everywhere, but we're feeling it really hard in dentistry, especially smaller practice. You know, when you're not part of a larger corporation that has recruiters out there, you know, constantly interviewing when you're a private practice and you have a smaller team or, or even 20 team members and you're responsible for filling those seats with the right people. We're in a challenging place right now. I don't think I have a single team that I coach that isn't looking for at least one new team member. And it's it's a problem across the board in every industry, but it hits dentistry really hard. And it's ongoing. I don't think it's changing anytime soon. And, you know, one day we're going to stop talking about pre-COVID and post-COVID, but this is really a post-COVID problem. Yeah. I really think it stems from that era of, People being at home for a period of time and really starting to reflect on what they value and 
work-life balance and where they want to put the effort in their life. And there's a lot of people who stepped away and said, I just don't think I'm going to step back in that game. And now we have a lot of the newer generation, millennials, Gen Z, those are the team members that are coming in and, and looking for new jobs and looking at these ads. And we have to speak a little differently to those people than we've had to do traditionally in the past. Yeah. I wasn't around when the whole gloves thing came into dentistry and I hear some of the conversations. Well, I'll wear them for a little bit and then I'm not wearing these gloves and this mask thing. I think this hiring challenge is here to stay for a while, for a long while, probably as long as you and I are going to be doing this. And you're exactly right. It's every industry. If you know anyone that owns a restaurant, this is their biggest challenge. And with all of this going on, I think as a leader, this is the time you have to lean into the most important component of your success, which are the people. Don't you agree? Absolutely. And I think we have to take a little bit of responsibility and look in the mirror at traditionally in dentistry, the auxiliary team members, business team members, hygienists, assistants, they were the workforce behind you know, this, this game that we're playing, right? Like we really rely on the auxiliary team members and there was a different approach to how we managed. We didn't really lead as much. We managed a little bit more and those team members were hustling and bustling and hustling and bustling. And there's been this shift in work-life balance. And we talk, there's, there's so much talk around work-life balance and toxic cultures and non-toxic cultures. And I think that a lot of auxiliary team members, and this doesn't apply to every dentist in every dental office. So I, I say that out loud first, they just got run ragged, you know, they just right. got burnt out. And when they sat at home for eight weeks, <laughs> they were able to reflect on that. And so coming back to the office, they're looking for more flexibility. They're looking for more work-life balance. They're looking for stability. And they really want to be a part of something and not just a cog in the wheel. Like I've heard dentists say to team members that I could work with a robot, right? You're just a cog in the wheel. No one wants to feel like that. And so really having to wrap our mind around the accountability of what traditionally we may have created within our industry and make a shift so that team members truly feel valued and that they're a part of something bigger than just punching the clock. 100%. I, we could spend an hour on what you just said right <laughs> there. And we want to help you with this component on the ad thing. And I want you to go a little bit further on the why you have to write a good ad and job sites how they're crazy now. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. So because of that, what we were just talking about with the why, more and more offices are hiring. You, If you hop on and look for dental hygienist ads, I mean, there are thousands of them. And honestly, they all kind of look the same. So part of that is how do you stand out? You have to stand out amongst the crowd if you want to draw people in. And so we're going to talk a little bit today around some things that can really help your ad stand out because job seekers are looking for more and they have a lot of options to choose from, right? Mm -hmm. It's like when the house market was flooded and, and you go into one neighborhood and you could see seven houses that all looked the same. Right. But what is that one thing, the one that had the giant walk-in closet and a pool, right? What stood out about that one that made you say like, Hmm, you know, maybe that's the one for me. And I think that's where we're at now. There's, there's not a scarcity by any means in those ads and the scales have tipped. 
team members, potential team members, they have a little more power than they used to in, in the bargaining and looking at these new positions. And so they're looking for, they're able to be more selective and they're looking for, what do I want? Not, oh gosh, I hope someone can take me. The, the right. scales are tipped on that. Yeah, you're freaking me out a little bit. So I'm going to add a couple more. Number one, it's just what you said. The team members are doing more homework on you than you will ever do on them. So keep that in mind. Number two, or number three or number four, I don't <laughs> feel like I have a lot of trust anymore in these great vehicles. Like when Indeed came out, I thought, awesome. Now my trust is dropping because everything looks the same. It's all the same. So what a great opportunity as employer to stand out. And I'll just add one more thing. If I'm a great chairside assistant in Chesapeake, Virginia, or wherever, I know I'm good. So I'm not just going to pick any job. I'm going to pick the one that's super clear. This is where I've got to be. Don't you think? Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah, such a great point. I think you've said before, you don't find the right people. The right people find you. I think right. that's a quirk, a Kirkism. And it's so true. When I was a hygienist, I was that way. I knew I was an exceptional hygienist. And when I was sifting through ads, which back then there weren't that many to choose from, I was kind of like, oh, no, no, no. Ooh, golden nugget. They talked about core values. They talked about their team. It wasn't just about the hours and you know, how much they could get out of me. I knew I wasn't going to be a, just again, a cog in the wheel, just a number within that practice. I was going to mean something there. That was the office that I was going to reach out to. And if you're looking for a rock star team member, you have to put out there something to let them know what they're going to get the intangibles out of working in your practice and stand out from the crowd of ads that are all over Indeed and Dunnell Post and everywhere else <laughs> that they're living right now. Right. I'm totally picking up what you're putting down. Miranda, where do we start? How do I start to write this ad you speak of? Well, number one is building in your core values. And we talk about core values all the time at ACT, but we don't talk about them in jest. Legitimately, they're the most important thing in your practice. And so again, if you're looking for the right people to find you, you want to be really clear about what your core values are within that ad. It's going to speak to applicants who are familiar with some similar values or have similar values to what you have, who are looking for that in a practice. And they're going to be pulled and gravitate towards responding to that ad if they also believe in the same things that you believe in. Yeah. I will say this over and over again. It's the most important thing you ever do in a business ever. Mission and vision, crazy important. Your core values, 10,000 times more important. I keep my medal here. I only get these once in a while, but we award people for their behavior showing up as far as core values go in the shape of medals. And you can do it in different ways, but you have to prove to your team these are alive and well. And let me speak to one more layer because you're, you're opening up a can of worms here. Dentists, your biggest frustration you'll ever have in your entire life of working as a dentist will be team members that don't get it don't play along with each other, frustrate you, don't do the job really well. And what it all comes back to are a set of values that it's your flag in the ground. They're non-negotiable behaviors. They're actually verbs. And we're going to put a link down to one of my favorite videos. Simon Sinek explains that values are verbs. They're not like 
words that say things like excellence and honesty, they're consistent behaviors you require to work here. And what happens is when you lean into them and you believe in them, other people pick them up, they use them, and they start to, it creates this flywheel. And I can't even describe it, but the more you lean into core values, the less crazy stuff you ever deal with. And I tell people about core values all the time and they go, that's all 1990s, you know? And I'm like, okay, good luck. And they're like, I still can't find people. And I'm like, okay, good luck. So anything else? Yeah, you I, have, I have that when I talk with clients and there's, if there's issues around certain team members, um, it's, I, I go back to when was the last time you looked at that particular person and their behaviors and how they relate to your core values? Because if, they're, if, if an action or a person is consistently creating a frustration for you, like you were saying, and you look back and say, you know why? It's because I can't trust them. And always tell the truth is one of the most important values we have in this practice. And it's like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> so if you put those in your ad and you start with that, you're going to set clear expectations of what characteristics and behaviors are expected of team members in this practice. And if you're really clear about that in your ad, team members who don't believe in those things, who might create a frustration for you in the future are so much less likely to even apply. Great. You keep looking for the practice that fits you because I want to find that person who believes in the same things that I believe in. Yeah. The only way I find out what you believe in is when I start to hear your values. Your team members, if they go and have a glass of wine at the end of their cul-de-sac, Tonight, with their neighbors, they'll never tell their neighbors about your mission, your vision, how beautiful your margins are, the composites that you're doing now. They will speak to the value system of a great practice, and it's an amazing glue. So you're exactly right, Miranda. On your website, when you create, not if, when you create core values, put that up there, not your amazing patience and your gorgeous work because that's going to fuel the fire to find other great people. And then the other thing you can also say about core values, Miranda, is people that embody your core values go, I got a friend. She totally fits our core values. Can I bring her? And you go, yes, you can. Right? That should be a like 1A for this podcast because yes, if you have people on your team who are all in, they are all about your core values. They fit. They're the right people. They're the right seats. They get it. They want it. Ask them who they may know that also fits those core values that could come work here. That's like before you even place an ad, start there, <laughs> right? Because yeah, if they're already there with you and I have teams that I work with and and I tease, you should have a finder's fee um, because so many people that this one, I can think of one office and one particular person, she's brought so many amazing team members into the office because she just deeply believes in the core values and fits with them so perfectly. And you know, oh, I have a friend. I do have a friend, but I wouldn't invite her to work here. Or I know exactly who needs to come work here. Let me give her a call. Because you know, deep down, these core values are alive here every single day. They would flourish in an environment like that. Let me give them a call. Totally agree. 26 years of doing this. We have 18 team members. I think I could count up one of them came from an ad. So I think it's important to write an ad. That's what we're talking about today. 
you'll find that what you just said, Miranda, those have at least been the secret to our success. They never usually come from an ad. Every once in a while they do, um, but your favorite ones come as a result of the reputation you've built and the network and the friendships who bring more of those people and they stay longer. So Yeah, it's just that personalized touch. It's the personal touch of, you know, the word of mouth, but you can you can make that come across in an ad if right. you if you have to go that route, if you you've you've out you've reached all the resources within your team. They've asked everyone they know. You've already gotten as many great friends <laughs> as they could possibly bring on board. We have to put an ad out at this point. You can still make that feel very personal and very word of mouth. That's part of building in your core values. You take out that transactional view of what the ad looks like when someone's perusing Indeed. And it gives this more personal approach as if you're just on the phone with a friend learning about what this practice values. So again, it gives it that personal touch versus a transactional touch of we're a great practice. We work Monday through Thursday from nine to five. We expect you to do these things by this time. Call me now. It's it's a completely different approach to putting your, your business out there. Totally agree. So that's number one. You got to build in your core values. What's step number two to writing this kind of an ad? Step number two is share current team members' testimonials in your ad. I think this is underutilized. I don't see this very often at all, but I think it's a huge, huge hit because just like patient testimonials help to provide that personal perspective from the inside out, you can have the same influence coming from existing team members who are sharing why they love working here. And let's be honest, there are people when they read these ads that get a little skeptical, right? Right? Maybe you've had an ad out for three months because you haven't found the right person yet. And someone has seen it over and over again. And they're going to start thinking like, man, they can't find someone to work there to save them lives. Or they must have a lot of turnover. This ad's been on here for like six months. No, we're just being really careful about who we're bringing on board and making sure we find the right person. So if we can debunk some of that skepticism that maybe it's a toxic place. Or again, I mentioned people worry about work-life balance and are they going to appreciate me? Am I going to be valued? Who better to shout that from the rooftops than the people that already feel valued working on your team? In quotes, here's what Michelle, our hygienist of eight years has to say about working here. And then Michelle has in quotes, I love working here because... We're valued as autonomous colleagues and partners in the hygiene department, whatever it may be. But if you have someone from the actual team putting a quote into that ad and someone can read that, there's automatically this shift in trust. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. One thing I would just say is once you go down this path of sharing current team member testimonials, if your team doesn't want to do it, that should tell you something. Number two (laughs) An ad doesn't fix your practice. My hope is, is that you're already set the sales. You've already set the sales, that core values, my team, the culture is really important. So when they do the testimonials, I always say this, it doesn't matter what they say. Their eyes tell me the whole story. So whether you use photos, you use videos, I'm not looking at their mouth. I'm looking at their eyes because their eyes tell the whole story. And you don't have to overthink this. When you do team member testimonials. You don't have to say, okay, talk about the job. Talk about how great it is. Talk about stuff that's just fun. We do, you know, fishbowl questions or things like that. And we're not even really doing those for team testimonials, but you can ask people what their favorite color is. 
favorite vacation? If you were a rock star, who would you be? And just by doing that alone, you're going to, number one, build value for the existing employees. Because I don't think anyone watches those videos we create more than I do. You know, and I, I would hope a lot of people watch them, but I watch them over and over again. And I'm just like, I'm so, that's so funny. I didn't know she would say that. And uh, the second thing is it just creates a, it creates a, an authentic, real vibe for who you really are inside those walls of your practice. Absolutely. And it also shows potential team members that you value your team. This isn't just about me. This right. is about our whole team. I am, we're bringing someone into our family over here and we value them so much that we ask them to be a part of writing this ad, to be a part of bringing someone onto the team and bring a part of it. Like that way they also know in the future, if there's ever another team member that comes on board, they get to have a say in that. And a lot of people in worked at places where they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe they hired Susie. Well, wouldn't it have been great if the team had had a voice and had felt value in any part of bringing someone new on board? And even if you're not recording a video or taking photos, which we're going to talk about because I think that's awesome also, even just putting it in text form, just, just give me one statement on paper, Michelle, about what you love about working here. Right. And we can just throw that in the ad. Um, but that does push us into number three. And I, I don't know if you're ready for number three. I want to say one more thing about number two. My heart just dropped because that's what great coaches do. I'm, I'm thinking of two dentists in particular that did this massive photo shoot, video photo shoot. So it was on a Friday, one practice in one part of the country, one in another. And they brought in all these patients talking about all this care. And I'm thinking... They didn't interview one team member at all. It was all about dressing up these four or five patients and how amazing the dentistry was. And my heart just sank thinking about them because that was not cheap. That was expensive <laughs> to do that. So put your team first in your videos. And then what's step number three, Miranda? Yeah, so use photos and videos whenever you can. If the platform that you're posting an ad on allows for images or video content, use it. So what do they say? A picture paints a thousand words, right? So, so much emotion is evoked from photos and videos. Like you said, being able to see someone's eyes, seeing this group of individuals having fun together inside and outside of the office. It's so important to demonstrate as much as you can, the emotional buy-in of what it's like to work here. So if you can evoke emotion through adding team member photos, maybe photos of the work that you do too. If you do a different type of work, um, comprehensive approach, something that's not typical and you want to show that off, awesome, because you're going to want people who are eager to learn innovative new things to be able to keep up with what you're doing. But more importantly is going to be that experience, right? We go back to the people that are looking for jobs right now are primarily looking for being a part of something, feeling valued, some work-life balance. It's not just about punching the clock. It's about being a part of a group or a family that, that really means something and does something for the community. So if you have pictures of your team with patients, if you have pictures of your team at a team building event together out and about, if you have pictures of your team doing CPR training or ITERO training, those types of things speak much louder than words can in an ad. And not many people are doing it. It will stand out amongst the crowd. Totally. And you don't need like the best DSLR camera to take photos of 
your team members. And of course, you've seen this on social media, Miranda. People are doctoring up their photos with AI. And <laughs> I'm like, that doesn't even look like you. So I think the more authentic, and I'm thinking of one team in the ACT community, they took a photo of two team members taking out the trash and they were goofing around, having fun. That was not a glamorous picture, but I thought, how fun is that? And also that is actually like got some little subliminal messaging in there too, right? Like we're going to expect you to do things even as simple as taking out the trash here. We need a little humility and whoever comes on board, but we're going to support each other and have fun while we're doing it. I actually love the idea that you just said about showing team members taking out the trash. Who does like, that's a big actually topic. When you hop in um, Facebook forums and groups online, people complaining about like, I just started at this new office and they expect us to empty the trash in our operatory every night and take it out to the dumpster. Can you believe that? And you're like, okay, teamwork makes the dream work. Pull out your trash bag and take five steps outside. But could you imagine if that person had seen a photo like that in the ad before they came on board to say like, oh, but we can do it. And it's, it's a team expected activity. We can still have fun doing the things that we have to do to keep the business running. Yeah. I think that's actually a cool concept. It is a cool concept. Um, This is a whole separate podcast episode, but we did the best practices seminar last week and we had practices from all over the country. And a few of them described that it's my, not my job, you know, epidemic where people are like, I am not doing that and how dangerous that is to the overall culture and the workload that it puts on the dentist and other team members when you don't Yeah, foster. like if you had somebody who had a that's not my job mentality, they're not applying for the job for for that ad that had that picture there. But you had someone who doesn't mind teamwork pulling, you know, pushing up their sleeves and doing what they have to do to get the job done. And if that's what you want on your team, they're going to apply for that job because they're not going to be deterred by something like that. Right. You know, the other yeah. thing is videos. Like if you can build in videos and 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 again, like you said, fishbowl, make it fun. And it doesn't have to be doctored up and edited. It can just be the doctor saying what they love about being in the practice or what they love about dentistry and a couple of team members doing the same thing. And then, you know, come work with us, something fun, just the energy, show who you are. And that's what people want to know. That's what's hard about getting, um, even even applying and going in for the interview is you're sitting there across the table. Everyone's on their best behavior. We're asking what your strengths and weaknesses are. And I know at our um, To the Top this summer, we're going to be talking about better interview questions than your strengths and weaknesses. Um, and we'll talk more about that. But, you know, you're asking these questions and it's this very formal environment. You can't really get a feel for what this practice is about. You may or may not even get to see any of the other team members while you're there for that initial interview. So if you can have some little insight about the vibe of the practice and what people are all about, what the energy is through photos or videos beforehand, that's a win already. Right, and going back to what you said about the vibe, you have listed here the CE and team building exercises. That's actually one of my favorites. So I do a lot of lectures. And I'll often speak to 30, 40 teams in the room. There's only two that come up and say, let's take a photo together and celebrate what we did today. The others race to the exit, you know, type of a thing. So when you take a photo like that, it screams, I care. We're learning today. P.S. It's a Friday. This is the kind of stuff we do on Fridays. And you can see the look in everyone's eyes. They're happy to be there. 
Um, yeah. And, and some, if you have something like that in your ad where you are showing that you take CE, you're automatically, again, going to attract the right people find you. People who are like, oh my gosh, they do CE together. I want to be a part of a practice that is putting CE in front of me. And it's going to make your life easier weeding out the people who don't fit because the ones who don't want to learn something new aren't going to apply for your ad. Right. Right. And so just to review, lean heavily into your core values. If you don't have any, get some, make them very visible, live them, eat them, breathe them, share current team, you know, member testimonials, use a lot of photos. And I'll just go one layer deeper. I'm, I'm a master at not predicting the future. So I hope this doesn't happen. But chat GPT, now people can write a resume, they can write an ad. I think our trust is going to plummet in the written word. It just will. I don't know if this practice even wrote this. I don't know if this person even wrote this resume. But won't what won't plummet is our belief and connection with human beings and what we're really looking for. And I think this is the time as a, te- as a dentist just to double down on what you know works, which is people. We got to be authentic, real human beings because we're starving for those connections. So that actually a whole nother podcast we could do Kirk on interviewing, but after interviewing like hundreds and hundreds of team members over the last several years as a practice administrator, when you just mentioned resumes, even before AI, I don't really trust a resume too much. I also don't trust calling references very much. You don't know who's on the other end of the line. They're only going to add people on their reference list that are going to give a positive recommendation. No one's dumb enough to put people on there who might say they're not a good candidate, right? So the most important part of bringing someone on board is meeting them face-to-face, having a conversation with intentional questions, organic flow, where you start to really learn who they are, who they are in tough spots. How do they work through, uh, we talk about humility a lot with the ideal team player. How do we balance when we fail? or we have an embarrassing moment? How did we recover from that? Really getting to know someone's character can't happen through a resume or a cover letter or calling and checking references. So that's a whole nother topic that we can go down at another time, but the interview process needs to be so intentional. And I firmly believe we need to step away from just judging someone off of that resume that comes through our inbox. Right. Right. That we've already come up with three to four podcasts we're going to do as a result of this podcast, because in full transparency, I'm the worst interviewer of all time when it comes to job interviews. So Miranda is going to help us not do what I used to do and make the mistakes. So that's going to be one of our, our, uh, our future podcasts. Today, we're just talking about writing the ad. And so we want you to get you know, we want you thinking differently. It's not just words. It's not just cool stuff on a paper. You got to think bigger and better than that. Any final takeaways you have, Miranda, on writing this kind of an ad? Sure. So I've shared a few things to do. Here's a few things maybe not to do. Standouts from being in this profession for a long time and knowing a lot of people who are in this profession. Avoid using things like busy practice, looking for... (laughs) Totally. You just went. (laughs) Yeah. Like how stressful I read that. And I think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be so stressed out working in a busy, fast paced practice. Right. That is not what someone wants to read. It's not going to, it's not screaming. We have a healthy work-life balance when you hear busy and fast paced. Another one is 
multitasking. We need a good multitasker. We just actually learned together at our last To The Top Study Club event about switch tasking. And when you're trying to multitask, how actually you're not nearly as productive. But what that means to a reader of an ad is they're short-staffed and I'm going to be doing more than one person's job or they don't have good systems. So it's kind of crazy and chaotic in there, right? It doesn't sound like solid work-life balance, structure, clear roles and responsibilities. It sounds like this is going to be a little crazy and I'm going to be running around like on roller skates every day. So I'm probably not going to apply for that ad. (laughs) I'm so glad you said that because my blood pressure went up a couple points when you said those words. A lot of times we think those are cool words, enticing words, flashy words, but they're detractors. They are. They are. And, And I think traditionally in the past, not a problem. But where we are now with the people who are looking for jobs, we have to be careful about what we're putting out. And certain words will start to uh, push people away instead of pull people in. And another thing is clinical roles, listing out every role and responsibility of, you know, I need a hygienist. You need to be able to do cleanings and provide fluoride applications. Like, yeah, duh, I know that. That's what I have a bachelor's degree in, right? So we don't need to have so much focus on the tasks that will be responsible, maybe for a business team role, because if you're specifically looking for like a hygiene coordinator, you want to make sure that someone who loves insurance doesn't apply for the role. But when it comes to the clinical roles in particular, that's that trade is what it is. Most of the skills that we need to have to apply for that are built in. So instead, let's take the time and space on that page, focusing on some of these other things we've talked about like team member testimonials or some photos or building in our core values and less of the task list. Totally agree with that. And then you also want to create a simple call to action. Give us an idea what that looks like. I love adding in an extra step. So having a survey. So please don't send your resume. Instead, click this link and fill out a quick survey about what you would love about working here and having something that's built in. That's that one extra step that the person has to follow to see how eager are they? Um, Are they going to follow directions? Well, right. Right. Uh, Are they a robot? (laughs) Are they AI? Um, Same thing with a video. I know when actually, when I started working with act, one of the things was, Hey, shoot us a two minute video about why you think you would do well as a coach here. I thought that was the coolest and really smart move on your part you're hiring someone who thinks that's the coolest and it's probably going to be someone who fits in with what you're looking for. I actually just did this with a team recently. They were looking for an office manager and I said, here's the thing, because they're very concerned about finding someone who has really solid work ethic um, and self-driven. And I'm like, so let's do this. Ask anyone who's applying to submit a two minute video with their application. They had 14 applicants in a matter of 24 hours, only one submitted a video. And that just goes to show you. And they're like, should we call the other ones? No, Mm -hmm. (laughs) they didn't follow directions. They didn't go above and beyond. And you want someone who's got work ethic and self-driven. We need to call the one who made the video, the one who put the effort in that you asked them to put in. You can also just do something basic, like asking them to, when they submit their resume, also include three questions that they'd like to know about the practice. If they don't have any questions, red flag. But if they have really insightful questions, awesome. I can't wait to answer those when you come in for an interview next week. So just that little extra call to action to see if they're willing to go the extra mile. 
Totally agree with you. And that's one of the best things we've ever done. Somebody else gave us that suggestion. I don't know who it was, but it's super simple. If somebody can't pick up their own iPhone and just talk into it about why they would be a great candidate for working in your office, you don't want them. The other thing it does is you get a sense of their energy, their eye contact. You feel something from that video. It also, you save hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours from setting up, you know, a 30-minute interview, an hour interview, of which a lot of people don't show anyway. I'm fascinated by that. You set up these interviews and people don't show. Don't waste time. I completely agree. If you can't pick up a phone and talk into it for two minutes, you're not going to make it here. And uh, I will tell you as a leader, um, I've watched, I watched your video. I watch the people we hired. I I'm 30 seconds in the video. I'm like, all right, tired, tired. <laughs> I, they're pointing out the ad. They're pointing out the core values. They're pointing out what, why they would be good in an environment like this. It just makes your heart sing. It's so cool. I and it gives totally you good insight as to how they're going to communicate with your patients. Yes. Because that's such a huge hang up in nearly every practice. How do we get our team communicating well with our patients? How do we get the verbiage? How do we get the language? This one's not professional. You immediately know within two minutes what the experience will be for your patients interacting with this potential team member. Yeah. If you have somebody that's answering the phone in your dental practice and you don't want to do the video thing, you're just like, eh, at least get a Google phone number, which is free and tell people to leave a message on this phone number of which you will be emailed the message on why you'd be a good candidate to answer the phone in our practice. If they can't leave a great message on your free Google phone number, what do you think they're going to do in your office for the next 10 years? It's going to be equally as lousy, if not more lousy. So I agree with the extra step. I need somebody who's willing to take the extra step, wants to take the extra step. This is so good. What else? So one last thing, one last thing I have to squeeze in. Share it on social. Social media is where everything happens nowadays. That's where, whether we like it or not, people are getting... News updates, you wake up in the morning like, oh, there was an earthquake. I learned it on Facebook. I didn't learn it turning on Good Morning America. Everyone's on social media. So share it to social media, make it public. So that, and then, and then a call to action like, hey, we're hiring, please share. And the more people that share that, that reach expands so much further than someone who's actively on Indeed. The people on Indeed looking for jobs are, and I keep saying Indeed, but there's other forums as well. They're actively looking for new employment, but there are people out there who could be enticed to transition and they aren't actively searching on these sites. But if they see a really cool one pager or a video come across social media that stands out, it's different. It's a team that looks like they enjoy working together, inviting someone to come apply to be a part of their team. They might for a moment consider and reach out and they never even would have known that you were hiring because your job was just living in a hiring platform somewhere. So use social media to your advantage for sure. Miranda, so good. This is so good. And I hope you're listening. So if you're a dentist listening, please follow these steps. They work. Is it going to work every time for every applicant? No. But what you're going to do is consistently put it out there and you're going to attract eventually the right type of person that you're looking for. Now, 
We talked about this before we hit the go button. I'll explain this, Marina. We do our to the top study club. It's one of my favorite things we've ever done. So we have dentists in groups of 50. The first one sold out right away. And now we're building a second group of 50. And we're doing two days per quarter of the same content. And this next quarter on July 28th and August 11th is your opportunity to check it out. If you're already in the to the top study club, here it comes. It's going to be an entire day of the best stuff we've ever seen on how to hire, fire, reward, retain, grow great people. It's going to be one of the most important days you ever have as a dentist. And we're going to share with you everything. It's going to be a lot of information. So in the show notes, if you're not taking notes, we're taking notes for you. Flip up to the show notes. You're going to see links straight to the top study club for those days. I highly encourage you to come. Be our guest. Heck, if you don't want to join, come as a golden ticket member. We only have a few of those, um, but we'd love to have you here and you'll be able to see all of those tools. And Miranda, anything else you would add about the To The Top Study Club? What I love about To The Top is how much we learn from each other. Yes, we are going to be teaching and helping doctors that are in the room develop their teams, but we also learn so much from the doctors that come to To The Top. Like there's so much of the networking component and people sharing their own experiences and stories that we learn from them when they're in the room too. So I just love the whole community of the To The Top Study Club. And this is a great topic and great timing for it because I don't have, like I said, I don't have a single team that's not looking for somebody right now. Yeah, the whole why behind it for us is we wanna build leaders that develop other leaders that develop other leaders. And in that work, you've done something significant. The second thing I would say is that running a dental practice is very lonely. Being an entrepreneur is very lonely. Don't figure it out. Be in a group that's challenging the heck out of you. Not only the content, but the people around you. It's one out of every 90 days. Come on. It's not that much of an ask where you can go feel recharged, refocused, and you can go back to your life and your practice and say, I got this. You were never meant to do it on your own. Don't try. Don't try. One more thing I'll encourage you guys to do. Episode 572. We're doing a whole string of these because it is the biggest challenge in dentistry is the employment issue. You're going to see uh, we have another podcast on what you do when you lose a rock star. We hope you don't. But when, we, when you do, we have a four-step treatment plan. So you, you're going to see a whole entire series of efforts to help you create a better life and a better practice and a better team and hire better, all that kind of stuff. So Miranda, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for having me. I love it. We'll stick around when we say goodbye to everybody else, but thank you guys for listening to the best practices show. Hey, if you enjoyed today, which I hope you did, please hit the share button, share this with your friends and your colleagues. Keep sending us suggestions for things that you want to see. We're going to be lining up all of this content and delivering it because our hope is you consume it and create a better practice and a better life. So until you see us next time or you hear from us next time, keep watching or keep listening to the best practices show. You guys enjoy your day. So there you have it. Another great episode. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Hey, and thank you for showing up. I just want to thank you for being here and sharing the good word with your friends. And if you're really enjoying the podcast, could you do me a favor? Could you go to wherever you consume the podcast and just give us a four or five star review? Here's what that does. It allows us to find other great people like you. I love this profession so much. I'm going to spend the rest of my professional life finding great information 
so that you can consume it and your friends can consume it so that you can create a better practice and a better life. So keep spreading the word and we will see you guys soon. Have a great day, everybody.